The big question is this, how do we use the seven step blueprint to help you or people you influence become more physically healthy than 98% of the people you know and in your community? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's get stuck into it straight away. Today's episode of the new science of physical health. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of The Daily Drop. Just driving back here in the rain in sunny Sydney. Well, it's not sunny if it's raining. It's winter time down here in the land down under. And uh, welcome back, all those listeners. We finished the um, the previous episode, which is the mini ebook we had about 3,000 steps is better than 10,000 steps. So I want to make this a shorter episode today, but I'm going to touch on something that I think is a really interesting topic. How the Beatles can teach us something about our physical health outcomes. The Beatles, the band, like, it's a hard day's night, let it be, Uh, you know, uh, uh, John, Paul, George and Ringo, the famous band from London that has been around for, well, since, well, here's the interesting thing, and this is today's episode of Daily Drop. The Beatles hit, for those of us who are not that old, and I wasn't born when they hit it big, um, but in 1964, is the year that the Beatles became a worldwide sensation, a smash hit of a um, of a rock band, their version of a rock band, way back in 1964. I was born in 1966, so two years later. So when I was born, the Beatles had already got worldwide fame. Here's the interesting thing. A few episodes back, I touched on a, f- a couple of episodes of The Daily Drop in a row, about a book by a guy called Malcolm Gladwell. If you've never heard of him as an author, look it up. He is amazing. He's a sociologist. Looks at the world and makes commentary about it and observations about it with some conclusions that he draws with some evidence-based stuff, which I find a fascinating way to look at it. So Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book, I think it was about 2008 it was published from memory, and it was called Outliers, a whole series of different things that make people extraordinary in life and what contributes to that. In the second chapter of his book, now I got a point about this, so I'm gonna I'll come into the point in just a minute, but in the second chapter of his book, he talks about the 10,000 hour rule. And he talks about that for people to become an expert at something, you need to have done it for about 10,000 hours. So for me, for example, I've been involved in giving face-to-face and online lessons now with COVID times and even before COVID, health and physical education lessons for 32 years, since 1988 when I graduated from university in Canberra, Australia. So I've well and truly passed the 10,000 hour mark. Whether that makes me an expert, well, I did hear this one time um, about say, you know, someone wants to be as good a golfer as Tiger Woods used to be. And they said, well, Practice makes perfect. And then someone said, well, no, it doesn't. Perfect practice makes perfect. Because if you did 10,000 hours of the wrong golf swing, you wouldn't be a great golfer. Anyway, back to the Beatles. And what have they got to teach us about our physical health outcomes? What people don't know and what Malcolm Gladwell reveals in this book is in 1960, when they were basically a high school teenage band from Liverpool in London, where the, where the, where the four guys formed, the Beatles got an invitation to go from London, England and fly across to a place called Hamburg, Germany. And in Hamburg, Germany 
was a serious, there's a guy there who started building a series of what we call nightclub strips back in 1964. And he needed musical talent to fill the nightclubs. So here's what the offer was, the contract that the Beatles got when they were teenagers back in 1960 when no one had ever heard of who they were. And from in 1960 for a period of, I think it was 11 months in a row. That's a long time. What the Beatles were asked to do was to perform somewhere around about eight hours a day in these nightclubs. Eight hours a day, literally seven days a week. I think that's um, where the song A Hard Day's Night comes from. I might look that one up. So the Beatles were performing eight hours a day, seven nights a week in these clubs. Let's say they started at eight o'clock at night. They'd be finishing at four o'clock in the morning. I don't know if that was exactly it, but that's an example of it with some probably some set breaks in between. And what happened in that 11 months, and this is what Gladwell talks about, is that when you go back and do a calculation of how much time they spent between, I think it might have been a bit more than 11 months, but I think it was between 1960 and 1962. I'm not exactly right, but it was close to that. Well, I know it was, they started in Hamburg, Germany in 1960. Then what happened was this. The Beatles then flew back to England and two years after coming back from the, the run that they did at Hamburg, Germany, in these nightclubs, basically, um, they then hit worldwide fame. But what Gladwell did as a sociologist and someone who observes the world around us, there was a calculation done. I don't know whether Gladwell did it or someone else did it of how many hours did the Beatles play in that time period in Hamburg, Germany? And it worked out that they practiced over 1,200 hours. No, they did 1,200 shows. So I don't know whether that's like three hours a show. I'm not sure exactly the breakup, but they did 1,200 shows of their music in 1960 to 1962 in Hamburg, Germany. Now, what the comment that he makes in, in the book Outliers, and if you haven't heard that, the episodes, go back and look for the daily drop, might be episode, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, something like that. Um, go back and listen to the ones called The Outliers, but, and what an outlier actually is, extraordinarily successful human beings and how they become an outlier. But what Gladwell says is that the Beatles in that time period, as teenagers, before they made it big on the worldwide stage, as, well, I don't know if they're the highest selling band of all time, but they must be close, like seriously. They've been around for such a long time and their music's still popular today. I loved that movie recently. Oh, what's the name of that movie? Yesterday, where there was a whole different spin on it, The World Forgot the Beatles. And uh, that's a really cool movie. We've watched it a couple of times as a family. But they calculated that the Beatles in that 1960 to 62 period in Hamburg, Germany, they did more performances than most bands will do in their entire career in today, in today's world. So that two-year time period, before they made it big, they did more performances, more gigs, music gigs, I'm not a musician, but gigs, than a band does in their entire career. That is mind-blowing. Now, here's my point about what Gladwell talks about, and this is a bit of a, a pivot right here in, in today's episode. What Gladwell talks about is the 10,000-hour rule. To be extraordinarily successful, 
You have to apply yourself for 10,000 hours and then you become an expert in a field. You, you, me, anyone. And I've already said there's an analogy in sports because sport is my original background. I still love sport, but I just love health more and the new science of physical health. And you can practice something and not become perfect at it. They could have practiced poorly over there in Hamburg, Germany, not try to correct their mistakes, not try to get better in whatever you have to do in music to get better, because I don't know, because I'm not a musician of any kind. And they could have, if they hadn't done all those things to try and improve themselves, they still could have done 10,000 hours and not been fantastic. Here's my pivot point in today's show. Malcolm Gladwell and his theory and premise of the 10,000 hour rule does not apply to improving your personal physical health status and driving down your risk of the number one and number two cause of sickness and death worldwide. It doesn't apply. So here's what I'm saying. You do not need 10,000 hours at all or even close to that to drive down your risk of cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular events, and cancer events. Let me just dig into that a little bit more before we finish today's show, because this is a relatively short episode. What I'm saying is this, that so many people who are not physically active right now, because this is the typical scenario worldwide, you go to school, you're demanded that you play some kind of sports during school, you do PE lessons, it's compulsory, then you get to the 10th grade or 11th grade by the 12th grade, and there's no time for structured sport once you leave school. For most people, you go to university or you're going straight into a job and you don't have time to play competitive sport, maybe in your 20s, maybe in your 30s these days. People start having families and the chance of structured sport goes out the window. People associate physical activity with structured sport. When that's removed, my observation is, people don't replace it with, I'm going to use some kind of physical activity to drive down my risk of the number one cause of sickness and death, cardiovascular events, or the number two cause of sickness and death, because I don't know, I don't know how to do it, I don't know how, what the correct dose of physical activity is, I don't know anything outside of the games that I played at school, so the world on a whole doesn't do anywhere near enough physical activity to drive down the risk of a cardiovascular event or a cancer event because what they went through in their school years doesn't prepare them for life after school. And here's the big pivot point of the show for today. People on a rolling seven days overestimate the time period that they need to do in order to be able to become classified as physically healthy. You haven't, most people don't even know how you do that. They don't know how to use heart rate to convert it into an impact score. An impact score is, how does your heart rate during physical activity impact your risk of a cardiovascular event or cancer event? And then how do you calculate that on a rolling seven days? Because the health adaptations inside the human body after a seven day period, if you don't have the correct dose of physical activity seven days later, the positive impact of health adaptations from seven days ago they aren't stored, they wear out like charging your mobile phone. What I'm really trying to say is, and really hammer home is, Malcolm Gladwell is wrong. 10,000 hours is not what's required 
to become physically healthy, but bring it back to the same ratio in a rolling seven days. You don't need an hour a day. You don't need 45 minutes a day. I'll argue, based on evidence, by the way, the new science of physical health stuff that we've got in all our courses and books and our mini-series, I know for a fact that the length of time on a rolling seven days is not what determines length of time of physical activity on a daily basis over that rolling seven days. That does not determine at all your risk of a cardiovascular event or cancer event. The physical activity does, but it's completely tied to the globally accepted in the world of PhDs of exercise physiology and cardiology and public health and exercise science and physical activity research, globally accepted that your heart rate reflects your body's response to physical activity. And if you learn in and dig in really simple concepts that I've created and simple frameworks from all the stuff that we do with the new science of physical health, you'll learn that time isn't the, isn't the answer to becoming an expert in your own physical health or teaching it to other people, whichever one you do. Because we have some listeners to the show who teach it to other people and we have lots of people who are just interested in it for themselves. So that's my message. The Beatles, can, here's the wrap up. What the Beatles can teach us about physical health outcomes is that they had to do 10,000 hours in that time period in Hamburg, Germany in order to become experts. Bring it back to seven days a week for physical activity. Time is not the major ingredient at all that will cause health adaptations that flick the switch to drive down your risk of a cardiovascular event and a cancer event. It's all related to something I call your impact score. We've got a health software that's available for that. We give that away free. Um, that comes with any, any of our content that you buy. Because here's my theory, and this is, I, I know that we're on track with this, that giving away something for free without the education package attached to it that causes deep engagement and deep knowledge won't work long term. People will try it for a little bit, then they'll drift off, and the average person will just not use that health software package. That creates, that we have, it's clinically validated, it's created by world-leading scientists, like literally, and my theory is with the new science of physical health, if you don't put the two together, you get a drop-off ratio where people just go, I'll move on to the next thing. There must be something better than this. This and what we can give you, and we give it away for free, what we can give you with our packages, any of our packages of education content, is something that I guarantee, once you start using it, will change your physical health destiny. See, my father, if you've listened to this series before, but if you haven't, this is a brief version, my father passed away aged 46, I used to think it was 47, but it's 46 years of age, from a sudden and massive heart attack. Why? Because he had precursor conditions growing inside his body from as caused by the life he led. And one part, massive, I remember this day after day after day, my father never did physical activity, ever. He was not generating physical health adaptations that moved him into the health funnel away from the disease funnel. That's a diagram I've got in my book and my courses and some of my mini-series the health funnel and the disease funnel and what leads you to one and what leads you to the other. So 
He didn't generate health adaptations because he didn't know an impact score. I created the new science of physical health really because it's a package that if I could have, if I'd been around 20 years, but I know this is not possible, before my father, I would have created a package like this for someone like him. And that's why I do it. That is literally why I do it. And to leave a legacy for my son, who's almost 12 years of age, very soon, he's 12 years old, leave a legacy for him so that he's got a package, so that he knows. We, we did an exercise right together today. We rode down to some shops and got some stuff for him and then came back. And we were talking about, okay, I mean, just a little bit, a little bit about the impact score. Anyway, that's it, everybody. I want to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for joining me at this episode here about how the Beatles can teach us something about our physical health outcomes. And that is, you don't need anywhere near as much time. If you want to know how much time or how to create an impact score, then click on some of the links in the show notes and you can go follow follow the links there and they'll take you through to what you need. Thanks for joining me, everybody. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.